You are listening to Unapologetic Talk, brought to you by We The People. Out of your home, into the streets. We are not outnumbered. We are out-organized. The revolution is more than protesting. Unapologetic Talk is another tool to create community here in New York City and eventually all over the world. Stop ignoring politics. Politics affects every single aspect of your life. No matter what we do in the city, they have a coordinated effort, and it's the same fingerprints in the same name. Don't be scared to decolonize your mind. Changing opinions based on new information is how things should work. Bringing some common sense with a little New York disrespect. Leroy Adams. Let's talk. We the people, for the people, by the people. What's up, y'all? It's Rolly Rebel. And it's Don's Cartier. Yeah, this is unapologetic talk. Talk heavy. Yo, um, this this segment right here we did, you know, because we want to keep people up on like current events. You know what I mean? Um uh we we you know when we shot the first episode, you know what I mean, and uh we just wanna keep people like boom 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 going on. So like Up-to-date you know you're not gonna current times, yeah. so y'all know what's popping. Current events. That's what we wanna, you know what I mean? And from our point of view. But um it's uh we want to this this first episode, you know, is like um um the introduction, you know what I mean? Um me and me and um Angie's introduction, so that's what's going on later on. And and then uh the the following episode it'll be, you know me about dimes. Talk heavy dimes, talk heavy. Yeah, so um Yeah. So that's what that's what's going on. So it's just like, you know, basically to keep you guys up with the current events uh what's going on and um and it's gonna be like that every every you know what I mean every every week that these episodes come out like you know what I mean you're gonna we're gonna tell you what's going on in the world and then also give you you know might get an interview and and uh, give us yeah some shit yeah. <laughs> talk yeah yeah um so we're gonna get into um what was going on in in, in Cop City as far as, as far as that guys you wanna talk about that Cop City so stop Cop City for those who don't know. It's a major movement that has crossed headlines in the city of Atlanta from time and time again, ever since 2020. So in 2020, when George Floyd was killed, he was kneeled on by a police officer, which caused his death. Major, major riots and protests and demonstrations broke out across the entire country. And we seen places like Atlanta, create this movement called Stop Cop City. It was a revolutionary start. Um, it was the ground-breaking example of, like, people, the power in the people, and coming together to go and revolt against police violence and the waste of resources that are police. Um, it's that waste of money. <laughs> there's going to be a huge police or they're in the process of building a huge police training facility in Atlanta on the Wilani grounds and which is indigenous land, black people land, a lot of the majority of the black community in Atlanta live around the area. Um, and queer people live around there, you know, disabled people, older people, children, and everybody's saying that they do not want this training facility. They don't want this, they want their money reallocated to something else and they've been protesting for three years, ever since 2020. And, you know, a lot has been going on recently. We are seeing 
from all the way in New York, we're seeing news reports that 61 people from the original 2020 protests um, that were included in Sapkopsi were hit with the charge. Yeah. yeah, they were hit with like the RICO charge and they indicted all 61 of them. And a RICO criminal organization. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that's 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 what they give to. Uh, like I said, they 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 use that, you know, to um to break down the mafia. They use it down to break down everybody else in the black community. Um, they uh you know they go out the gang members. They go out they're going out the rappers now. Um, is is and now now they're in protests with that. Now they're in protests with like being criminal organization and these are people that's out there fighting for their rights there has been no criminal acts besides you know what i mean just them fighting for their rights so like that's that's where it's got to get it's getting crazy and if y'all know the definition of rico is racketeered influence of corrupted organizations what corrupted organization like these are people coming out here and like some of the charges listed mutual aid groups mutual aid like handing out flyers handing out information things we do here in New York. So, and then, you know, bullshit, um, Eric Adams, Leroy, excuse me, Leroy Adams, he tried to hit, like, a whole bunch of rappers with the RICO charges here in New York. Yes, it yeah. yeah. Under his control, under his police department. Yeah. It's really sick that they're just trying to bring or instill fear in us, you know, with these type of things. Make protests. Yeah, as I, as I, as I, as I say, it's like, a, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's a scare tactic, but there's nothing you want to be hit with. Now, I, don't, I can't even call it a scare tactic because they're actually putting these charges on people, but this is something we can't let, you know what I mean, uh, pass. We can't let this, you know what I mean, the people, we cannot let this, you know what I mean, get stuck like that. That'll be the end of, uh, that's, that's, you know what I mean, that, that's the only way we have to fight back is doing this protest and shit. That's the only thing we have, bro. That's, it's, it's, it's wicked, it's wicked. But if they, they start doing... You know what I mean? The Rico. Imagine, imagine what they do to me with their Rico shit. Y'all see how my marches be turned up. You know what I mean? These people are just passing out flyers. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes they hold space. It's, it's all. It's, you know what I mean? It's all. It's all types of stuff they're doing. So it, it gets wicked. And um, every right to give free food, free information, free clothing. You know, they have every right to want to have a say in where the community's money is going. So. Because people who aren't being affected by these things are the ones in control of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 where it gets wicked at too. We got we got old white men sitting in the office, just calling shots. They already living their life. They rich as hell, and they just you know what I mean. They 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 like coming to work and just oppressing black people. <laughs> Shit is wicked. Oppressing any oppressing it's. it's it's all it's all the class system, but we ain't even gonna you know maybe I'm gonna leave that for later shows, but we're gonna stick on Cop City right now. Like I said, uh that that it's a um it's a blueprint. Like I said, it's a blueprint, is what they're gonna try to instill in um in, in any state they can. You know what I mean? Um they really can't do it here in New York because this is already Cop City. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. But um Yeah, it's wicked. It's wicked. And you know they um NYPD, the biggest gang out there. The biggest gang out here. And it's crazy they got um these people are getting hit with the Rico charges and you know, um up here in New York, you know, we're seeing um we, we got a little little victory 
on as far as pushing the cops back. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. How they can't they can't uh, brutalize us the way they they were doing. Um, how they have been been doing us for the last couple of years. But I don't think. No, yeah, that definitely connects back to like 2020. Like you were saying, the blueprint. Like we, New York City was another one of the biggest cities with the biggest uproar and protests. And like people were like, we're not gonna see someone who looks like us be affected. You know, because, like, New York is predominantly black. Like, we just had so many black residents. And, you know, we are affected. New York City's, the NYPD is, like, one of the biggest police forces in the country. So it just hit home a little different. Yeah. And, like, people are just not going to take that shit no more. Yeah. And it's, they, they... And then we, we turned up so much that they had to create that NYPD reform act. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, okay, we did a little too much. We don't want no more pushback. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just breadcrumbs. They just want to give us breadcrumbs, but because you know, like you said, they want they weren't abided by that. And we've seen that recently, as far as like our last marches. Yeah. Um. Like last week, Stonewall was the riot. We, yeah, I was just um. Just outside, we we were just marching for um and Eric Dupree. yeah Eric Dupree, and you know the, the rules that they said like uh, as far as like how SRG is not supposed to be on our ass and all that. We had about like uh it was only about like ten of us. It was about like eight or nine like SRG trucks. They had mad cops out there. You know what I mean? They followed us up the street for a little bit, um, and then eventually they ended up you know backing up, but. You know what I mean? They it, it depends on who all's coming outside and who they think is, but they still like still like they think it's like a turn up. They still gonna bring that many cops outside and everything like that. So I didn't, I and mean, that's the main reason. Like I really wanted to go outside and see like where they gonna bring all those cops and shit. They said they wasn't gonna have anymore. And um, you know, for 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 people that don't know what happened to Eric Dupree, he's a um, you know, thirty year old father um. He got hit in the uh, bond bus. That's where, you know, uh, it was a bond bus. He got hit in the drug deal. Either way, he, you know, he fled the scene. And uh, when he was, when he's fled, when he's fleeing the scene, um, a cop took a, a 30, it was a 40 pound, 40 pound cooler, you know, um, just off the sidewalk, full of stuff in it. You know what I mean? And uh, launched it at his head. So he's coming one way and the cooler going that way. And, uh, you know, Boom, and like, you know what I mean? Uh, the blood is splatted, you know what I mean? It was all on the shirt, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was disgusting. disgusting. Um, and it was so bad, like, like the cops, they, uh, when when he hit the ground, and you know, this this is the crazy part about the cops. When when they chasing you, you could get injured. You could, you know what I mean? We've seen videos where, where people get shot and killed, you know what I mean? And they know the people are dead. They'll still run on, jump on you and everything like that and put the handcuffs on you and still rough you up, still be talking to you while you're dead. You know what I mean? Like, they still just, they just don't give a shit. And, but the, you actually seen, like, these guys, the reaction, it was so, so gruesome. You know what I mean? That these guys' reaction was, like, when they, when they, they, they ran over, grabbed them and shit, like, they was going, you know, lock them up real fast. And when they, when they slid them back, you know what I mean? I guess his face was so gruesome. That you know what I mean, the dude looked at the cop that did it, you know what I mean, and, and called him a dickhead or something. He called him something, you know what I mean? And he turned around and immediately jumped on his phone and walked away from the guy. You know what I mean? Nobody tried to resuscitate this dude enough. I mean, I guess they just knew it was over, but 
You know what I mean? That's how bad it was. Like they 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 pulled him, they dragged him a little bit to, you know what I mean, to pull him out from underneath the, the car. And uh when they seen it seen how he looked, they walked away. You know what I mean? So that's uh and this guy's still working. This guy's name is Eric Duran, he's a sergeant. Seventeen allegations. So Yeah, seventeen allegations. And uh like what happened to the three strikes you're out rule? Two. Please don't know baseball. Like if you are a doctor and you kill someone, you get fired. But if you're an officer and you kill someone, you get a raise. Not even that. Let's take it, let's take it a little bit lower. You, if you ever work at McDonald's, you burn some fries too many times, you will get fired. Not even too many times. Like once or twice, they told you to stop. You feel what I'm saying? These people out here beating up and playing with people's lives, bro. And they get plenty of chances. You know what I mean? Plenty of chances. This guy has 17 allegations. When you look at those allegations, when you when you when these people when you actually look at these cops' allegations, they're not they're not you know um, this cop got in my way or anything. These are these are allegations of these cops putting like brutalizing people and still being able to keep their job. Excessive force, yeah. unwanted searching, harassment. Some of these dudes' lawsuits be more than they, their paycheck. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yes. more than they're making a year, you know what I mean? That's what I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, y'all costing the city so much money, yeah. You know what I mean? You're costing the city so much money. Why are y'all keeping around? But at the end of the day, it's 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 our money. It's tax dollars. You feel me? It's our money. They don't give a shit whether these money, you know what I mean? It's not that they're really losing money. They're taking it from us. So that's where... They are a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bet. But, um... Yeah, that's it, man. We about to get into, you know what I mean, the uh the um get into, you know me and Angie's introduction. I hope you guys enjoy our first show. Y'all will see Dimes mm, next week and after that all the time. Yeah, Dimes. Yeah. Talk, yeah. Talk, 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 talk. yeah. Well shit, Dimes on the first episode, right? Yeah, on the first episode. So, <laughs> right. so, fire. Peace out, y'all. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Project talk. Talk. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Unapologetic Talk. I'm Angie. And I'm Relly Rebel. We are so excited to finally be getting this project started. Um, Relly and I have been speaking about this for a while, and it feels really good to finally be getting it off its feet. Yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> yeah, we're a little nervous, but this is the first one. Y'all know how it go down, man. But yeah, um, we got we got a lot of tune for y'all, but y'all already know my name, Relly Rebel. Um, he, him, pronouns. Um, um, y'all, I'm a Jersey native. You know, I've lived all around. I was born in Jersey, but uh, I've, you know, Maryland, Detroit, Philly. Um, shit, now I'm in New York. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, and uh, I got a, got a great team. We got a great team. We got a, you know what I mean, good squad. And, yeah, we about to present something good to y'all. And I'm Angie. My pronouns are she, they. I was born and raised in Colombia, so y'all are going to hear my accent come out when I get mad or passionate. Talk. Uh, <laughs> I was raised in, um, or I grew up in a small town in Long Island, a.k.a. White Island, a.k.a. Hell Island. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I was there for... I, until I graduated high school at 18, I moved to the Bronx. And since then, I've been back and forth from NYC to Long Island. Um, I 
consider myself an activist, but I have stopped a lot of the organizing work I've been doing for the past couple of months because life's been tough. Um, but I'm still doing um, a lot of uh, resources sharing through my Instagram and fundraising for people from um, past neighborhoods of mine. So yeah, I consider myself uh, an abolitionist, anti-capitalist, feminist. So y'all can expect a lot of radical shit coming from me and a lot of unpopular opinions. Um, but yeah, it's an honor to work with Red Lee. Yeah, as always, one of too. my favorite activists is not Fine. But maybe my favorite one. You. <laughs> and it's really cool that we have a team behind the scenes yeah. that um, we can also align with when it comes to a lot of our values. So that's dope. Fire, fire. Yo, I'm an abolitionist too. Fire. I ain't throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta remind me. Yeah. But um, all right, yeah. So um what y'all gonna expect from this uh podcast is gonna be a lot of radical conversations, you know what I mean? Um we got it. We got it. We're gonna interview a lot of um, activists out here. You know what I mean? Their voices don't get out like that. So you know, and it's a way to um, um, put out. You know what I mean? What we're doing out here on the streets because we don't get a lot of shine out there. You know what I mean? And that's all. It is. You know, the whole thing is about spreading awareness. You know what I mean? And uh, we, we we woke. <laughs> we woke over here. You know what I mean? We want we want everybody else to stay woke. You know, and let people know that we're still out here fighting. We're still out here doing. You know, uh, things, and we want to give y'all, like I said, the, you're, you're going to hear from the people that's out here actually moving on the ground, putting in the work. Um, you're going to hear from me and Ange on on certain topics that y'all like to hear about every day. You know what I mean? We call them sometimes we call them distractions because <laughs> you know what I mean. This is not it's not what's really going on. Like this is crazy times right now. So you know, we just um want to give y'all something real. You know what I mean? From the people that's out here still doing the work and uh, to keep y'all still woke. Um, yeah. Work. So let's talk about 2020 because I feel like that's once like how we met, and I feel like 2020 really shaped the, the people we are today. Yeah. And so, tell us what what was going on in your life when the George Floyd video came out? Uh, what were you? Why did you come out? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody probably got that. We call it the uh, the reset. Yeah. <laughs> the reset. But um. Yeah, during that time, um, yeah, I was, um, we were, everything, I think uh, everybody was locked down, you know what I mean? That was new to everybody. We we never knew what to expect from that. We didn't know what to expect from COVID, so people was running around in the beginning. I didn't, I didn't believe in it, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is, I was, I was saying it then, this is some trash, this is like some old made-up stuff for them to, you know, gain money. They got us out here buying toilet paper and everything, <laughs> and I, I, um, I caught it. I caught it. I caught it, and and it and it took me out for like two weeks. And you know, back then, like people, um, you know, watching the news, seeing everybody yeah. going in body bags and everything like that. Yeah. I was um I was scared to tell people I had it. My family knew I had it, and we kept that like you know quiet. And I and I stayed, and I was sick for two weeks. Even though you know what I mean, I it was like I quarantined for two weeks, but I was sick for that whole two weeks. And you know, like um, I think my job knew I had it, but they were scared to say it too. It was just let me get all the time Wait, off. So you, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, was I was like, you still working? Yeah. Yo, yeah, and um, it was it was crazy because um, they had everybody was scared to order Chinese food, and we had ordered Chinese food that day. You know what I mean? And I was talking trash because everybody was, you know, the the stigma they had about, you know, um, 
with the coronavirus and Asian people. So um, it was like, you know, and that's that's another reason, you know. Um, and, you know, I ordered some Chinese food and everybody's trying to blame it on the Chinese food. But, you know, I, um, I was sick. And when I came back to work, um, my head was spinning and they sent me back home and I was home for another week. And when I came back again, um, we was already people were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I, we worked half a day and then, you know, what I mean, they shut the day off mm. and we came back again, worked a half a day and they shut it off. And then we was in quarantine and in quarantine, everybody was, uh, I guess, you know, investing in themselves. Everybody was on Instagram doing lives and podcasts and everything. So that's what I was getting into. And, and um, you know, I, I wanted to do a podcast and it was crazy. You know, that's what I was going to do, invest in myself. And the George Floyd thing happened. And, you know, we, um, as as being, uh, um, I've never been in a movement like this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, until now. But um, I always said if I jumped into something, you know, um, to get into something like this, I would, you know, be all the way in. And I had to have people, you know, to be on the same level. Yeah. And that's what I found. That's why I'm still out here. But, um, yeah, my kids, you know, it, it affected my kids. And as a black man, it's, it's always affected me since I've been here, you know. So, um it affected my kids and my kids they never um had an interaction with the cops mm. so um it, it sent me it, it sent it you know what i mean it sent me through a phase i ain't never been through before and the only thing that made me feel good was to be out here doing what i'm doing now Work. so yeah right. Work. You yeah no for Tell me at that you. point me too you know we were quarantined at home um at that time nobody really was working in my house other than my father because he didn't qualify for unemployment so you know, he had to keep working. We, I, I actually didn't get COVID until 2021, New Year's Eve. With I remember Shay, that. I remember with that. With and Pachi. We I spent New that. Year's Eve the whole in house. bed. <laughs> yeah. The so, Corona but um, I didn't get COVID through 2020, honestly. And yeah, I mean, we were stuck inside. And I remember the video came out. I personally didn't watch it. I have never really have to watch any of these videos regarding police brutality. It's just too much for me. Um, but I was angry, you know. I was, like, uh, just mad at the world. And then when the first night of riots happened, I was mad at myself for not being out there because something inside of me was like, yo, I should be out there, you know? Yeah. So I woke up the next morning, and I remember so vividly, I was in the shower with Pachi, my husband, and I was like, yo, you know, I'm going to go out tonight. Like, we should go. And at that point in my life, I was very, um, I guess you could say, dependent on Pachi. Like, we were doing a lot of things together. And so, for me, it was more kind of like, you know, we need to go. And he kind of was just like, nah, like, I'm not going to go. Um, this issue is bigger than anything that we can possibly do and things are really never going to change and I remember I got so fucking mad but it wasn't really that I was mad at him it was more that like I was mad at the fact that it was like shit can shit really ever change like you know is there anything we can really do and so I remember I grabbed my car and I went to the beach and I sat there for like most of the day, like trying to figure out like, am I gonna go? And do I wanna go by myself? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I made up my mind. I came back home, changed. I was like, all right, see you later. <laughs> I mm-hmm. drove down. <laughs> yeah, I went by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I drove down to the Brooklyn Bridge on the Brooklyn side. I parked there. I ran the Brooklyn Bridge and to the other side to the city hall. And I was hoping to catch a cab to go to 14th Street because that's where like most of the shit was happening. But the cabs wouldn't go too close. So the cab that I took just took me a couple blocks, you know, closer to 14th. And shit, when I got there, I was not ready. Um, you know, like at that point, I've never been in a protest. I've never been at a riot, you know. So it was people yelling everywhere. There was cop cars on fire. There was little fires everywhere. The cops were scared. They were outnumbered. I feel like at that point, it was very, very obvious that the job was also failing them. You know, it, it was clear that none of them were really getting any clear direction of like, what were they supposed to do at that point? I remember at one panic. point, yeah, like it was panic. pure panic. And, you know, at one point I was in the middle of a street and on each end of e of that street, there were cop cars on fire and they were just like exploding. And I must say, like out of all the violence, quote unquote, that was happening, none of that, none of that violence was ever inflicted on the police themselves, meaning them as a person, you know, like they weren't getting beat up. They could have got in jump you know they were yeah. completely outnumbered yeah. but nobody really touched the cops obviously on the other hand the cops were wilding out too you know um so they were like you know pepper spraying people and like beating people and a lot of the times for no reason because most of the people that were out there they weren't really burning shit down they were you know showing support by being there i mean i for one i never do nothing crazy which mm. i regret but but you know what i'm saying like like and and i saw myself caught in multiple situations where we were about to get our asses beat because you know just being there and so yeah but um after that the next day well i remember driving home and when i got home like at two in the morning all i heard was people yelling in my head sirens you know i got home and i automatically like i was just crying the whole night in mm -hmm. pachi's arms and then the next morning we woke up and we went together again. And well, I went and he decided to come with me. And since then we stood up <laughs> and we just kind of like, you know, still sometimes still come like, out yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's crazy when um, you said that, you know, he was like, things have never changed. Yeah. And he's I, a black man, you know, like he is Dominican, Puerto Rican and, and black. Yeah, and so yeah. to me also, that was kind of like. Nah, because I. I <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, like a couple of weeks ago, I had that. You know what I mean? Like, certain is it, it it hits you, and then it, it you know what I mean? Then you're feeling like, ah, no, we can we can do it, we can do it. It's just uh, that, that's what I'm saying. The part you gotta wake people up, man. Let people know we're still out here. But and it, it takes all of us. But um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like like a couple of weeks ago, it was just so many cops outside, and I was just looking like this shit is. <laughs> and New York City, honestly, is so depressing because I like going on like little getaways, right? We like going to Jersey sometimes, PA. And once you hit New York City, is this overwhelmingly amount of cops. As soon as you cross any bridge, you know, and it's like, I feel like New York City, we, we see it most. It's more in our faces, you know? There's so many of them in every corner. And it's just like, yeah, it's sometimes it's very I, depressing. I, um, in Jersey, I... I 
they they lock you up a lot. They they make their money off of bodies. Yeah. But we don't. Yeah. As far as I mean, y'all get locked up a lot up here too. I don't mean yeah. So many times up here, but they beat the they 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 go in. Yeah. I, I was some of the craziest videos, and then like it was it was like when twenty twenty happened, we were seeing you know like mad videos of people pushing back at them. We wasn't seeing these type of videos no more. We seeing videos of them kneeling with us and oh, all yeah. types of stuff kissing our ass <laughs> yep. and then as soon as everything died back down it's so many videos i've seen like it's especially come out of the bronx yep of people getting beat up uh stop and frisk um oh, oh man it's, it's it, uh, every day it's a, it's a video that comes out of new york that'll shock your mind yep. on how these cops a are couple doing videos a day. yeah and that's what that's what um that's another reason why i came out here um from jersey because we was uh in Jersey, it was the same one organizer mm. going from town to town. Gotcha, yeah. And he was doing the same thing. He would go to these towns and give a slavery lesson, you know. Mm. And I used to be like, I don't want to. We, we already we know about that shit. Yeah. Like we don't. We want to hear about what's going on right now. Don't tell us no slavery yeah. lesson. Tell us about these dirty cops right here, right now. You know what I mean? It's um, it's it's people. Tell you, boom, we gotta do the history. Yeah, you gotta do the history, but also we are building our own history. You know what I mean? And people gotta recognize that too. We we are um, creating our own. You know what I mean? Moves and, and yeah. taking their stuff and innovating it and making it better. You know what yeah. I mean? The way we see. You know what I mean? To, to fit the world the way it is now. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, so up to that point, right? Mm -hmm. What have been your experiences with the police? And what were your beliefs, right? Because right before you came to New York City, that you know started kind of changing. Yeah. Um. All right. And all right. My first, my first time being uh, encountering the cops, I was uh, five. Yeah, I told you they um they locked me up. They put me in handcuffs. I um, I, I was a kid. Thought you know what I mean um hanging with older kids, and they gassed me up. You know what I mean? Told me I was playing the game. Had me going to the toy store with this big coat. You know what I mean? Take all these toys and uh, and, you know I was coming out. I was I was unloading. You know I come out unload. Mm -hmm. They go back in there. You just can't have nobody see you. You know what I mean? I was like in kindergarten. So, yeah. And I'm I'm hanging out with third and fourth graders. Mm. And we was living in Detroit. And I go into there again. Boom. I boom come back out. And I guess somebody seen me. Yeah. And they, you know what I mean? Follow me out. And he's like, young man, you you know what I mean? Yeah. You got anything? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I pulled everything. I showed him everything I had. And I went, show him that stuff over there. I was pointing, show him the stuff that he had over there on the side. And like, they started crying. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. You know what I mean? And then they took us upstairs and everybody was still crying and stuff. And I'm still looking like, what the hell is going on? And and they was telling me, call, call my mom. But then they had, um, I didn't know my mom's number. Mm. It, 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 yeah, you're five. Yeah, yeah. It was um, and I was the, the, the you know what I mean the cops. I didn't know what was going on until the cops came in, and they came and put the handcuffs on me, and uh, they put me in the adult cell. You know what I mean? You know how evil you have to be to put yeah. handcuffs on a five year old? Yeah, and it was like it was almost like some scared straight shit. Yeah, I yeah. hate that show. Yeah, it was <laughs> like that. Hate that show. I, I didn't, I didn't have nobody yelling in my face, but the fact that they put me like not didn't have me in a room yeah. and sit me down or even try to talk to me and tell me what I did. It just, you know, what I mean, put me in that cell and I like lost it. Like I was in there going crazy. Like you know what I mean? It was just, you know, the fucking you're in the jail cell. Yeah. So um, you know, after that, my mom, 
like showed me like do the right thing mm. <laughs> at five. You know what I mean? When yeah. I came out, I didn't get a whooping. Um, I was at that time I was spoiled. We lived in the hood and everything, but my mom worked for Toys R Us, mm. and she got you know what got I mean anything we wanted. You know what I mean? She was bringing it in there, and she spoiled me and my brother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the first time, and but then that's where I learned the lesson that boom, not just the cops. You got to worry about the white man. She yeah. was trying to break it down to me like you gotta. And she always showed me like hood movies at a young age. It, it showed me like break it down, like boom, this is like a documentary. And she would be talking to me the whole time and shit is on. Like boom, on how to be a black man in the hood, how to like, you know what I mean? Um, about women, about how to treat a woman and all like, you know what I mean? The whole whole like just everything around of just being a black man and, and in America. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I you know what I mean? I, I basically was good. All the way up until I became an adult. Hmm. And uh, it went from, you know what I mean, me being locked up at five to as soon as I graduated. Uh, no, I got I got locked up in high school when I was a senior because I was tall. I was 6'5 in high school. Right. And somebody came, you know, out of the school to come fight me. Hmm. And um, it was an undercover cop there that was actually one of the teacher's husbands. And he was there and he had the walkie-talkie, so he heard the shit going on. He heard... Hmm. That boom is a student, and then it's, a, it's a somebody from, you know what I mean? And uh, when I came outside to go to the office, we had, like, a college campus, like, school. Like, we had to come from building to building. So when I go from um, from the lunchroom to the uh, office, the cops seen me and just thought I was that dude. And uh, he came up to me, and he, he asked me who I was, and he was, you know what I mean? He had no... He didn't have no uniform on. Right. And I, I didn't know him as yeah. a teacher. It's a white dude coming up and asking me, who are you? You know right. what I mean? And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, who are you? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and I kept walking, and he tried to grab my arm, and I slung my arm, and we got into a um a tussling match. And when he got me like on my face, you know what I mean? He, that's when he put the cuffs on me, and I saw I knew who it was. So I got like, you know what I mean, the resisting arrest and all that type of shit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, they they took my face, slammed it through every door. You know what I mean? Um, the metal doors at the school. In front of everybody, I was doing lunch. You get what I'm saying? This is shit, and I was crying and shit. It was it, yeah. was, it was terrible. Um, we had we it was that. So then after that, you know what I mean? I got my my stigma of like I hate these motherfuckers. Right. So you know what I mean? I used to cuss them out every time they pulled me over and everything. But once I moved to Jersey, you know I used to do the same thing. But um, it's out, man. Seventy times. Seventy times. Seventy seventy times is in Jersey alone. Yeah, I've been. That's that's just Jersey. I've Philly been locked up here. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I stopped. I stopped counting. I, I stopped counting over seventy. It's probably more over the seventy in Jersey. But I've been locked up in like damn near all them towns, towns just for riding in and everything like that. Like you know what I mean? Um, being in the passenger seat, they pull me out, tell me I got a a, a warrant or something Warren, like that, yeah. take me down to jail, and then oh oh he just never took it out of the system. And then they take me, you know what I mean? I got to catch a ride, all types of shit. Lost jobs. Um, I got many trades. Uh, you know what I mean? Was chasing my career as a comedian. It's a whole bunch of shit. So uh, that was my, you know what I mean? And yeah. then for the, all that to um, hit my kids in 2020, for me to like come out of jail and can't hang out with my friends on the street, I got to make friends at my job. Hmm. Um. You know what I mean? Just to, you know, have fun. You know what I mean? Because uh, I was getting tired of them, like, just, you know, grabbing me off the street for anything. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, for it to hit my kids and just be like, God damn, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is what your life is going to be like. You know, we, we, we being in school and watching kids come in here driving cars better than your mother. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Better than my family car. Yeah. Is is you know what I mean? It's just like you just like this ah and then you can't you can't you can't you can't it's the hard come up. Yeah. It's a hard come up for you know what I mean? So yeah, so for that it's just the thing about like my kids gotta go through that. And then like I got a twenty one year old daughter that's getting locked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean now. So I was like, what the you yeah, like there's no way to I'm avoid out here. Shit. Yeah, so there's no like I can, you know what I mean. Quit my job, you know what I mean. Left family, friends, everything. Came out here because I, I thought I was gonna die out here in the beginning. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You talking <laughs> yeah. about cars blowing up and shit? I'm yeah. like, oh, this is it. We got yeah. an army outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is the one. And then come out here and sleep on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, so you do this because you have to, not because you want to. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was saying, I. I People see it and I, I laugh and stuff and stuff like that at the protests and stuff like that. I, like I said, I'm trying to make everything, even though I'm still getting my message out and stuff like that. But they see like when I'm crying and all that going right. through my shit. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where that's where they don't see like you know what I mean. And, and I never was going through any of this shit, the emotions or any of this shit until I came out here and started doing you know what mm. I mean. This I was living a comfortable life, thought I was comfortable. But really, I'm, I was locked in, you know what right. I mean? Locked in, working all day and trying to party at my job. Yeah, so right up to coming here, you didn't really process the 70 arrest. Yeah, yeah. Nah. You didn't really nah. like, get to process <laughs> that. That was regular. Yeah, it was Like, just, I'll be out, and, yeah. you know what I mean? Start it's all so over again, up. find another job. Yeah, no. Yeah, for me, I mean, I grew up in a Colombian household. And if you know, you know... Uh, Colombia has the third largest um, black population out of Africa. But if you watch their TV, their news, their novelas, all of that shit, you ain't never seen no black people. And same thing with um, indigenous communities, right? Like, I believe it's like 50 or 52% of Colombians are mestizo, which is white and indigenous. So more than half of the country has indigenous blood in them. And you see the black and indigenous communities are completely forgotten in Colombia, right? They keep getting displaced if it's not by the government itself, by other rebel groups. And um, it's, it's messed up. And so I went from that, right? Like, I come from a family where, sadly, <laughs> where they will brag about how white their babies are when they're born. Like, if your baby, if you just had a baby and it was white, it would be something people would brag about. And, yeah, and so going from that to, yeah, going from that to, as a child, going to a small town in Long Island, a white town at that, um, I think I assimilated pretty quickly. Like, I wanted to be white. Throughout middle school, you know, I would always question, like, why can I be white? You know, why can my family have those cars? And I associated it with, like, a lack of struggle, right? Because mm-hmm. I've always seen my parents struggle. And so I was just like, I want to have that freedom. You know, I want to I wanna have my mom not tell me what to do, anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to, like, do chores and I can <laughs> just go to the park. Um, and so, like, I associated it with that, yeah. yeah. And honestly, it wasn't until uh trayvon martin 
that shit didn't start like actually clicking in my head. So I remember like watching the trial and being really angry. And at that time I was like in eighth grade or ninth grade. And I just took onto Facebook and, you know, just started talking my shit then. And so from that point, I became like that girl that cared way too much about politics. But at the same time, I was still in a white town in Long Island and in a Colombian household. So I was pretty much still blinded and honestly comfortable, you know, very comfortable. I didn't really have any experience with like uh, the black community or even like a struggling community, right? Because even though my parents were struggling when I went outside, when I went to school, you know, they they could they everybody else had money. Yeah. And I remember in my grade there was or my whole school there was only like two or three black kids, and so and there was like a handful of like Spanish kids, but like that was it. And so at eighteen, that's when I met Pachi, my husband, and I was like. Yeah, this ain't for me, you know. Um, mm. I never really fit in in any of the schools I went. And I wasn't like, my home wasn't really a safe space for me at that point. And so I packed my shit and I went to, to the Bronx. Mm. And that's when I was like, Sussing. yeah, I was like, I, that's when I started seeing a whole other side of New York City, right? Because yeah. when you're an immigrant, New York City is the place to be, you know, it's where dreams happen and like yeah. everybody wants to come even here. here. Yeah, here, but then here. ain't nobody yeah. talk about like the Bronx or like, you know, even some parts of Brooklyn. And yeah. so like, you know, and so living now in the Bronx, obviously throughout like my last year of high school, I would go and hang out in the Bronx a lot. And to me, you know, the Bronx was a fun place. It was a party place. Like, you know, I would go out at night, lie to my parents about being at work, (laughs) and then just go get drunk with my friends and then, you know, drive back home. And, which I don't recommend, don't do that. Um, But but, um, now living there, that was a whole other different experience because now it was my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I saw starting with, you know, my husband and his brothers and the way their life was and, and, and the lack of resources, you know, at that point he had two, li- he has two little brothers. And at that point they were still in high school. I remember one of their high schools, they have no gym. It was their lunchroom that turned into a gym when it needed to be oh. turned into a gym. And on top of that, they would share that gym with multiple schools. Right. And I come from like, <laughs> We had a big ass gym, you know, like, and so to me, that was like, shit, like, this is the things that nobody really talk about, you know? I never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the name of the school is, but, but yeah. And they share a gym with somebody else. Yeah. They share that gym lunchroom oh with other God. schools. And, but this is why kids hate yeah. school. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that, yeah, that's it's crazy. fucked that's up. Crazy. And I didn't know that was a thing until, you know, like I yeah. saw it with my own eyes and, and that, and then, you know. Again, another situation with like my brother's little, um, my husband's little brother, you know, where he like went, we sent him down to the store to get something and he saw some kid that he had, you know, issues with and they got into it. And, you know, he called us and he was like, hey, you know, like I'm getting into a fight, like just so you guys know. Mm. And by the time we ran down the block, the cops were there, a gun was pulled right to his head and he was like 14 at the time. And so, 
Yeah, that's and, and I remember Pachi got in the middle of the gun and Kenny, and he was like, "Yo, bro, chill, chill." Like he's a kid, you know, like he don't got nothing on him. They were just, you know, it is like it is what it is. The cop ended up like, you know, whatever. But at that point, you know, I wasn't at the point where I was yelling at the cops. To me, it was more like shock. Like that could have really went left. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so yeah, just little situations like that, and and seeing the struggle, um, really gave me a different perspective, and I feel like really truly honestly changed my life. And also in the Bronx, there are, I really truly think, don't hate me for this, but the most talented people. There is so much art in the Bronx, everywhere you look at. Yeah. My friends are some of the most talented people I know, but like situations how you were saying, you know, being arrested 70 times or just being profiled for walking, this shit is it's hard for them to push with their art, you know, especially already coming from poverty and all these things and all these lack of resources. So that definitely for me, right before the movement, that's what like, you know, I was like, shit, like this is real life and this fucking sucks. And yeah. I realized that, like, you know, New York City and the u.s and the american dream like that shit is is very specific for some it's people but it's also a lie you yeah. know and so but yeah i mean at that point that's what it was and that's kind of like what changed and what pushed me to to come out you know a lot of my friends from the bronx they don't get the you know not that they look down on it or like you know they're they, they're not supportive but they also they ain't gonna come out and protest yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um but like I'll yeah. do it for them, you know. Yeah, like I don't yeah. mind. And so. Yeah, that's what. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, of course, I, I want more, you know, black people, but I don't right. push them to yeah. because you know what I mean. We are already struggling, and I don't want to put them, you know what I mean, um, into this fight, you know. And they'll come out if everybody else, you know what I mean. If yeah. it's more like like twenty twenty, where everybody came out, then yeah, then, no, then they would absolutely. Come I know out, a lot of people that never protested, but was there at the right. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's and that's when it, yeah, that's and when that's when time. they would come out. I was saying it's time when it's time to destroy and rebuild. They gonna yeah. come, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what when you know one time I was riding down the street and um, the car had rims on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I was with my brother, and we was dropping some uh, potatoes off to my grandmother to make some potato salad for a cookout, and. We were riding down the street. We were doing 40 miles per hour. And it's in a school zone. It's, it's, it's a car in front of me. It's a car in back of me. It's a car. And boom. We riding. We riding. And here come the cop car the opposite way. Right? We we all going 40. Nobody speed. Nobody doing nothing. Boom. We ride past each other. Before he even get to me, I just like, I, I, I already, you know what I mean? It was just the time we was in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so it's, 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 um, before you get to my grandmother, you got to go through this, you know what I mean? This white people's town is this long, like long road. And there's a couple of ranches and big, big, like mansion houses and shit on the side. We going down that road. Boom. Um, they see me. I, I, I just already know before he even pull up, I see the cop coming. I'm like, man, I know it's going to be some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we ride past him. He ride that way. Boom. I see the U-turn. I said, look at this shit. I'm in between cars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know it's me. So, boom, the other car came straight. I got to make a left. I made the left. Um, The car that's behind me make the left with me. So, boom, we ride. So, then, boom, I'm looking. I see the lights come on. Mm. So, the, the van that's in back of me, it slides to the side, and he gets over back there. You know what I mean? So, I kept riding. I'm like, oh, I'm good. 
this motherfucker comes back out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, come shooting up to me and shit. We pull over. They tell me to get out. Um, when, when we pull over, you know what I mean? Um, he stands out of his car. Boom, sticks his gun. Point that shit at the window. No question. Hit the, hit the, hit the, hit the joint. Stick your arms out the window. Oh, you my God. Me? Yeah. And me and my brother look at each other. What the fuck? Like, we were like, oh, shit. We got Boom, stick both the arms out the window. You mm-hmm. feel me? And I'm 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 heated. I'm I'm pissed. I I got a warrant. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm pissed, right? Because I'm like, what's this gun about? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And my brother, he just came back from uh overseas from the uh from the war. You okay. know what I mean? They they uh he he was fighting the war and he had just got back. You know what I mean? Um, and this is this 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 cookout is for him. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, he got a gun. Uh, when when he get to the window, I'm snapping. What you got that gun on me for? You feel yeah. me? What you got that gun on me for? He like, um, he say some shit. He like, he like, he like, just calm down, calm down real quick. Then he holster his calm gun. Calm down. Yeah. He started he, out with the gun. Then he holster his gun. Boom, he put his gun in the joint. I still got my hands up, right? right. <laughs> he like, you can put your hands down. I said, fuck no, no. bro. I said, yo, why? I said, no. I said, why did you have that gun on me? You feel me? Mm-hmm. And he said, um. No, you know when you said when you rolled past me, you gave me a dirty look, bro. I never looked at that man, and I was so I was so like you know what I mean when I was riding, I was so sure like I already gave my brother the warning, yeah, and I had my head straight like I don't even want to make eye contact. Also, with this why do you pull a gun and over I'm a looking, dirty look? Yo, a dirty look. That's and I immediately like I I was like um I was like all right, my license is suspended, and I got a warrant. So you need to take me in. You can yeah. take me in right now. And he like, no, 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 my brother ain't even got a license. You feel what I'm saying? He like, um, he like, no, 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 no. Look, I'm gonna try to work something out. I said, no, I don't want to work it out. Yeah. I want you to take me to your station right now. I said, I'm telling you, I got a warrant. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I'm, you being recorded? I said, no, I'm telling you, I got a warrant. I'm telling you, I got a warrant. I said, I, I said, you gonna be in trouble for pulling that fucking gun on me. Uh, boom, he go back to the car, he run it, and he come back, he like, yeah, you do got a warrant. You know? I said, I, I'm, right. I, I, I said, I know. I said, I know. I said, I'm ready to go. And he was like, um. Um, can your brother, you think your brother can drive home? I said, yeah, he can drive home. He gave him the keys, he ain't one wrong brother ID, nothing. He didn't run my ID, he didn't, you know what I mean? I mean, he ran my ID once I, you know what I mean, told him all yeah. my shit, but once he came to the car, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and seeing how we were snapping and shit, my brother was snapping like, yo, I'm a vet. And he's like, mm. I, I, was, I was just over there, and this is the most action I've seen. Yeah. Coming back to this bitch, <laughs> like he didn't, you know what I mean? He wasn't, he didn't experience no action over there. He was mm-hmm. over there. But he didn't, you know what I mean? The, uh, the most action he experienced, uh, I think it said it was a building that blew up beside him. He has little nightmares from that. But and I ain't going to say little nightmares. He, he has nightmares from that. But talking about, like, far as I'm seeing, like, ever having a gun pointed at him. Yeah. Cops. Crazy. You know what I mean? And then the cops tried to, like, kiss his ass, like, oh, you're a vet. Yo, oh, we, we got so much respect for you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, that's what you got to come home to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's nuts. But, um, okay, so... Abolition Park, right? Because oh, yeah. that's where we met, and yeah. that's so. For those who don't know, after the protest, the big, the big protest, right? Because I remember one protest at that point had like fifty thousand people. Um, there was this call out for what was it called before? I I know we call it AP. Defund the police. No, no, no. I know it was for defunding the police, but what? Oh, city hall, right? City it was hall, like yeah, take hall. over city hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. something city like hall. occupy, occupy city, city hall. hall. That's yeah. what it was. And so at that point, you know, 
people decided to get together and stay in the park um, right there outside of City Hall uh, to hopefully get the NYPD budget defunded by a billion dollars because at that point it was $11 billion or it was going to pass for $11 billion. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I remember the first night I was like, oh, yeah, okay. At that point, we're out, you know, we were in it, in it, in it, in it. And we're like, we're going to occupy this park then. And I came out the first night. I stood there for a couple hours. I didn't spend the night, but we left pretty late. People spend the night. We came back the next day and it was hundreds of people in that park. Hundreds of people in that park. Crazy. There was mm. like it was hard to find a spot on the floor to lay in. Mm. And uh for me, Abolition Park uh became a space where I got radicalized, you know. I un- started understanding these terms that I didn't know or I've heard of, but like I didn't really know what it was, you know. And it was it started becoming very apparent to me that it was more than fuck the police, you know, and like, yes, that is a big problem, yeah. but you know, the problem is way bigger than the cops. Yeah. And Abolition Park, yeah, I mean, uh, the people we met, um, creating an autonomous community. I remember at one point there was like a laundry service. There was food 24 yeah. seven, yeah. free food, good ass food too. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they had a library, uh, a mental health station mm-hmm. and, you know, we were bodega, free bodega. Yeah. yeah. Remember the free bodega? I mean, they were giving yeah. weed for free. Yeah. We had everything. 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 <laughs> we had our own city in the yeah, city. Yeah, we was, had our own fire. city. And yeah, I mean, there were a lot of problems, of course, because there's a lot of people, you know, houseless people, people with mental illness. And like, yeah, I mean, I know there were many situations where like that community will be within the community, you know? But what was really cool was, like, it didn't matter what had happened five minutes ago. If the cops are coming, everybody's together. Yeah. You know? Like, we put in whatever the situation is, put to it on the side, side. we'll yeah. deal with it later. Yeah. But right now, the cops are trying to come in here. So, and if you've seen the area, there's a lot of entrances to that park. So it really took all of us to, like, cover different entries and the, the station was there and sometimes the cops will try to go down the station and come up the stairs or up the elevator mm-hmm. and and and, oh, and we yeah. Them shits off. yeah we yeah. locked the shits up and they <laughs> really the stairs up there. we did all types of shit and what we were there for like a good month yeah yeah good yeah month. no they, they, they yeah they stopped it uh 29 days they stopped it before it could hit a full month because okay. i think it was some other shit that they were saying some legal shit where we could have that area or something like yeah it was they was talking about um the some city council people who had talked to us some from some city meeting. Uh-huh. But he's talking about putting porta potties in there for us and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. I mean, I and remember they it, had just bought um lockers and they yeah, spent a lot of money. They was gonna do a lot of stuff for us. Yeah. So that's why they, they definitely shut it down because it's like we was talking about building huts and everything on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> we and at the very there. at the very end, we were lacking resources because I know the first group that started it after the yeah. budget didn't oh like the budget didn't pass, right? No, yeah. it passed, but we didn't get you know the billion that we no, wanted they took, it, they took it they took it and basically like spread it around to shit that ends up going to the cops yeah, anyway. like the, the cops and schools and yeah shit like yeah, that. yeah, right, yeah. Right. school safety and shit yeah but then like that's what then right after that like i think like a month or two later I think we got beat up by the school safety. Like, the cops <laughs> pulled up in the school safety vans. <laughs> like, yo, what the hell is so going really, on? really, it didn't go nowhere but the cops. Um, yeah. And so right after, a lot of people left. 
And when they left, it took a lot of resources. And I also think that's what showed me, like, you know, one of the main issues in all communities is the lack of resources, right? Because once we didn't have enough, you know, or as much food, and then there was no longer no longer a, a laundry system. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of shit died down. Yeah, there were still people holding it down. Yeah. But um, at that point... I mean, it did become a little bit of an unsafe space sometimes. Yeah, as they said, they said on the news um, when they was when they when they um, raided it, they yeah. was like, um, it's like a handful of protesters, and it, they said it basically became like a, a houseless shelter. <laughs> well, they, said, yeah. they said a whole bunch of they said it was like a handful of protesters and a whole bunch of houseless people. Yeah, well, I remember Pachi one night. Um, we we were chilling there, and I remember Pachi one night was like babe this is becoming like jail because um <laughs> like the same dynamics you know like people were fighting for food and, and people were beating each other up and they were like um they were gang members yeah you remember the <laughs> yeah, yeah that shit was crazy and they were cool yo. you know like we were friends yeah. with them but like at the same time once we started really looking into that like they were creating a lot of harm and none of us really knew how to address yeah, it yeah yeah so at that yeah. point like you know it, it got it got it got kind of like tension towards the end yeah, yeah. i mean we no for real like, that's what Pachi meant by like we were like, talking about we gonna like, tear that, that yeah. tents down and all that and then we started tearing them down the next morning the day they raided yeah, want to start tearing the tents down, but yeah, because they wouldn't let certain people pass through that side of the park. Yeah, and I heard it was yeah. I, I used to come through there and they used to give me respect, but I never stayed long because you know you smell the K two and all that. Yeah, other shit that was it, no, it was <laughs> crazy like, behind under that tent. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not a, a safe space. It definitely wasn't a safe space for nah. fear people. Um, it became very dangerous for yeah, them as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, it sucks the way they rated it, but yeah. I definitely see how at the very end, because of the lack of resources. It was going to get dangerous. Yeah, it was going to. Yeah. It, 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 people were taking advantage at that point. Um, but still, I mean, the way they rated it was crazy. They, yeah, they, um, yeah, how they came in. Yeah. That was like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and they shut the trains down. I think they shut the trains down. I think around like ten or eleven, and I think that was to like to make people go home early mm-hmm. so they can have it as less many people as they can. Yep. And it started raining, and we was just <laughs> I just remember somebody waking me up like, "Yo, they coming through the gate, big bro." And I looked, and it was. Boom. Yeah, like and it was like a movie because they weren't like normal cops. No, no, they were uh, like little robots. Power Rangers, bro. Yeah. It was it was all dressed in black, in like black, Power Rangers yep. and shit. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit! And they like was just just ripping and flipping tents, yeah. and people were still inside. Like they yeah. wasn't. And on the news, they said they played a warning for us. There wasn't no warning. You know what I mean? If it was a warning, they, they people would have woke up. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. and they didn't show. They showed on the news. They showed people already being in the street they didn't show how they really ran through that park how they was like they busted through while people were sleeping mm, yeah. and they just started flipping shit like, yeah. it was it, it looked crazy we bro. have a couple of footage I th- i'm pretty sure we have footage from that yeah. so maybe yeah or, yeah but i mean yeah i mean abolition park was a really cool time i remember yeah. when we met <laughs> it was like yeah. at eight in the morning yeah, yeah, and I was, yo, and and I, was I think I was sweating. I had sweat. Yo, we got a video of that too. Yeah, I had yeah, sweatpants on. Yo, I, yo I, had, I had some army shorts with some sweatpants <laughs> over top of that, and it was hot as shit outside. So hot. Yeah, with a with a, like a um, 
a black by popular demand shirt yeah. on out there going crazy on the couch at seven in the morning we wake up <laughs> early i remember there was like yoga meditation at like 6 30 yeah, and right wait. after oh, it was, all it was like it's time to yeah. yeah i used to i used to wake up and i used to just like as soon as i get up i just look across the street and see whatever cop was looking at me and i used to get my my, my toothbrush and toothpaste go over there and brush my teeth in front of him and then spit it out <laughs> And go over there and wash my face, and then come right to him. Yeah. And start flaming him up early in the morning, yeah. 6 o'clock. It didn't matter what time. Nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> and flame, don't you look over here when we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. And, and and that's when we got to know a lot of the cops by first names. I mean, that's yeah. where we met Nikas. Yeah, but not. When, when, um, <laughs> after that, I just always thought you was part of the NYC marches. Yeah, I remember that yeah. day too. <laughs> and then like after after coming out of there and then still seeing you do the work and everything like that. And then when when you picked up the microphone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you started talking your shit. And any one of the marches. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, you know what I mean? That's why I say talk. Cause I like I like hearing people I don't like hearing other people's um speeches that i heard already from you know back in the day i like hearing people talk what's going on now yeah. you know what i mean mm -hmm. and and you could tell when it's coming straight from the heart yeah. you know what i mean yeah and and, and that's why i say talk like i want to hear it that's when you're like yeah that's why i was like oh and's got that fire like could you just get the microphone and just start talking that yeah. shit i just yeah. be shy and shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I you, get get back, you get to light it up yeah. yeah no i know i hear yeah. you yeah yeah but so, yeah that's why i was like yeah fire though yeah no abolition park honestly I, I i give it thanks to the space because really honestly it shaped me to be who i am today yeah. and i took like you know i'm an older sister i have a little brother and i've always been very involved in his life and he has a bunch of little friends and so i've seen them grow up and i took them to the park a couple times you oh, know yeah, they, yeah i took them to the cop the park a couple times and they sat there and they you know sat through like teachings or like yeah. marches and stuff like that and so, yeah, I mean, it was really a space to learn. To yeah, learn. When, when I when I when I came there, um, you know, I seen I seen Jersey had gave up on on the protest. Like I said, it was only one organizer, and he was doing the same shit. And I got tired of seeing it. And every protest got smaller and smaller. Yep. And then the last one I went to, I, I damn, they took that. I, I can find it though. But um, I went to this protest. And like when you came in, it was at it was at a, it was at a, it was at a field, and they had stadium seatings and stuff like that. And when you came in, it was cops lining people to sit down. Mm. It was nothing but white people. And mm. I came there with my speaker, bottle of liquor, and shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I already turned <laughs> up, thinking like we about to turn up. Yeah. And I come in the door, and there's nothing but white people. Boom, boom, boom. And I walk over, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And the cops are telling us where to sit down. I'm just looking like, nah, this ain't no protest. Yeah. And this is like the last protest I went to in Jersey, and it's by the same organizer. And he had to eat some white dude. He had some white dude up on stage talking about slavery just isn't fair. It wasn't fair. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, no. And I turned around. And I said, yo, that's my last protest. And yeah. I, in the video, I'm running. I'm running to my, I ran to my car. You know I said, yo, no, yeah. That's my last time protesting in Jersey. And then like to see um, somebody sent me the flyer about the city hall. Mm. And then when they sent me the flyer, it was the day of. So he's like, damn, we missed it. And then the next day on the news, they showed it. And I seen yeah. all the people out there. And I was like, oh, no, nah, we that's a protest. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when I came the second day. And 
Um, from there, yeah, I just learned that. That's I learned more that it was more than just protesting. Like I was out there. Um, I was. It was somebody that came and sat down, and I was talking. I think I was talking to Devin about you know. Um, I think I was telling him about my story or just me coming from Jersey or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was saying something about the cops. And you know, some um, this white dude came up, but he was houseless. But I didn't know he was houseless. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking everybody in the park is protesting. That right. was the other crazy part. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was cool the first couple of nights that I would stay there. I was stayed next to this dude that was houseless. And I didn't know. Right. And we yeah. was laughing and talking and joking. I'm bringing the weed and bringing going by the food, but just now it's playing. Attention. I'm just like, this is all the love. You know, everybody was like giving everything. Like, right. Ah. Yeah. And I'd be like, y'all might go to the store. You want something to eat? And he's like, yeah. Bro, I'm all right. Boom. And I buy it. He, you know what I mean? Give it to him and shit. He'd be so appreciative. And I'm like, no, it's all good, bro. It's all love. Right, all right. Love. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and then when the cops tried to raid us in the morning, the cops tried to raid us in the morning, and somebody handed me a shield, and I got up. And I, ah, and, I, and, I, and I started running. I found another shield, and I grabbed it, and I ran back. And I woke him up like, bro, the cops is coming. Yo, you got to come on. I was like, yo, you got to come on. And he was like, what? He's like, the cops are coming. He turned around, he looked. And he seen all the cops, and he got him, and he started grabbing his shit. Hmm. And I'm like, yo, bro, where you going? He's like, man, I'm just an innocent bystander. I was <laughs> like, I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, bro, you're not protesting? He's like, nah, man, I got the, yo, bro, y'all be safe. And he walked, but he came back that night. Yeah. But that's, you know what I mean? It, it, it took me a minute to find out that, boom, oh, it's more than, you know what I mean? Because I, I was just seeing that. Um, then start going to the, hear what people were saying yeah. and all that. And I'm like, oh, because in Georgia, we don't have no houses problem. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, not like that. And the houses people out there, or our jails are not like out there. Mm. You know what I mean? You you go to jail out there, the, the, the houses people will probably love a jail out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, got, they got a bed. The only thing is probably the bed, but they get three meals, cable TV. You know what I mean? It's all. So what they do is like during the winter and shit, or when they feel like they need to eat or something, yeah. they do some dumb shit and just get locked up. They'll just go stand in the store or something, have the cops come. That's the cops be like, you don't get out here, I'll take you to jail. And they be like, come on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll gladly go to jail. But up here, 40 some people died of the Rikers. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the hell is going on in there? But yeah, it's just, um, you know, when, when I was talking to Devin and the guy came up and I was talking about the cops and the houses guy came up. And he was like, oh, not all cops are bad. You know what I mean? Mm. I started I started getting at him. Mm-hmm. And Devin was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, and I was like, bro, you I started snapping on him. You out here eating all food and shit. Mm. It's for the protesters, mm-hmm. isn't it? And Devin was like, no, it's not all for the protesters. Like, it's people like and I'm yeah. like, huh? And he had to break it down to me. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. And I had to sit back and look. And it started like, oh. Then I had to identify what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, shit. Like. All right, and then like as more I stayed out there, I started getting in tune and shit. Now I'm doing the work all the time yeah. now. You know and I mean? a lot of the houses people that were there that were not interested in protesting, you know, they were just there for a meal and a safe space. At the end, you know, you ended up they ended up being interested because they, you know, we also how in a lot of houses people like just having community mm-hmm. really honestly made their life a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Just having people to wake oh, up yeah, to and yeah. like of course a meal and all of the things but i feel like even just having a community having people there with you um i forget his name but i don't know if you remember he was tall black man bold 
he was houseless. Um, I have a couple pictures of him, but I forget his name. Yes. And Uh, he used to, I remember he used to plant little like seeds of like flowers in the creeks of the concrete. And Mm. he took care of that space so much. And he is someone that I saw how like it really changed his life. And when we were raided, we kind of stopped seeing him around, of course. He stayed with AP for a little bit. When they had that apartment, he was there. He was there, oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And he was such a smart man. When mm-hmm. you sat there and you heard what he had to say, it was like, it was, you know, he was speaking shit. And he knew what he was talking about. I seen him, I can't remember where park it was, but I seen him like last year. Yeah. And he gave me a hug. But we, it was like small talk. He right. was like, you know what I mean, going through his shit. But he like, when he seen me, like he smiled and shit, gave me a hug. Yeah. Kept moving. I was like, yeah. Yeah, no, so, but Abolition Park definitely was, you know, a really amazing space for all of us, you yeah. know, and then from, you know, we call it Abolition Park because I feel like that's the first place where a lot of us really started understanding what abolition is, you know, yeah. and like, you know, it, that it goes deeper than abolishing the cops and abolishing the prison, but also abolishing all the systems that really make up the U.S. as it is. Yeah. And and it was cool to be around people that had that same mentality, right? Because when yeah. I go to my friends and I'm like, abolish the police and, you know, abolish, you know, all these fucking yeah. systems and burn it all. Everybody's like, girl, you're crazy. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. really cool to be around people that was like, nah, I'm facts. Saying, and yeah. we can do this. And this is how we can do it. And, yeah, we might not see it in our lifetime. And I always say that I'm very aware, yeah. you know, yeah. like, but if we are just a step in the process and, you know, kids, for example, or like the, the younger generations, if they can look at our work the way we look at other abolitionists, hmm. then I feel like that's an amazing place for me to be at you know and and that's really like what i want to do with my life and and what abolition park taught me that i want to be part of that process even if i don't get to see the end result yeah yeah yeah. and and to me abolition is really a way of living Mm -hmm. uh it's more than just talking you know and saying things uh you gotta move differently in all these spaces and and you gotta have conversations with people you know Mm -hmm. Everybody around me kind of knows me as that girl that, you know, we got to watch ourselves around (laughs) what we say around her because she's going to come for us. And that's fine. You know, I tell all my friends and my family, you know, my parents and everything, like, if you want me in your life, then you are going to know that the things I say and the conversations I have with you guys is because I love you enough to have those conversations, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, because a lot of people from my life like that didn't really get it and that, you know, not just when it comes to abolition and, and policing and all these things, but also when it comes to queerness and, and you know, trans people and, and just human rights overall, yeah. I cut people off. I don't have the time. You know, I'm willing to sit here and, and, and have a conversation, but I've learned, especially the past couple of months, which is what I've been focusing on, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because truthfully, I don't, I'm never going to see your point. If your point is these people are wrong, they're going to go to hell, you know, they're living life wrong. I don't care to hear your point. Now, if you are willing to change your views and you want to learn more and you have questions, I'm here for the conversation. But don't come to me on some 
BS of yeah. Jesus and God and religion and you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Don't push it on. No. Yeah, that's, that's you my know? whole thing. Like, everybody, I, I just love, like, um, I always say you don't, you don't got one life to live and you just worry about yourself when you push your, your shit on other people, you're oppressing them. You know what yeah. I mean? And if that's how, you know what I mean? What you want to celebrate and everything, that's all you, that's, you got every right to, but you shouldn't push that on nobody else. And what, you know what I mean? What another person eat don't make you shit. Yeah. People act like they can't be friends with somebody because of what somebody else do. But if you're not messing with that person or doing anything with that person anyway, what does it matter to you? Yeah. If that's mm-hmm. not what your friendship is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it, so it's, it's uh, that's what I just like, free will. You know what I mean? Free. Like I just want everybody to live their life the best way as long as they're not hurting nobody. You know what I yeah. mean? Just do it. You know what I mean? Make, let people feel good about themselves. Yeah. And that's my problem. A lot of people have these opinions where they just think it's opinions. But I'm like, you're hurting people with your opinions. You're yeah. supporting people that are hurting people with these opinions. Yeah, and like, if you keep passing this down, you know, then the world really is never going to change. Yeah, you know do. what I'm saying? Like a lot of these homophobic people, transphobic people have kids and have these conversations with their kids. And, and I just be like, what the fuck? You know, like, what are you doing? And, it, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, they don't know they're moving backwards when they do that shit. Yeah. And people, people are like they're activists and revolutionaries, but they don't know. They, some people are moving backwards when you do that shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Yeah. Wrap it up, me. All right. So so yeah, I mean with that I think we come to the end of the first episode. That's kinda yeah. who we are, yeah. what you can expect from us, our things that are gonna you know, uh, the root of our conversations is really what this episode is about. Abolition, wanting people to, you know, live the life they want without being judged and, and you know, just kinda taking care of community. Yeah. Um it has been a pleasure to do this. Yeah. And so stay tuned for more conversations. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do some call outs to action. So Okay. Um yeah. Um we have weekly actions. Um We the People NYC. You can follow them on Instagram at We the People NYC. Yeah. <laughs> and they do um that's weekly mutual aids. I'll be there. Um weekly mutual aid. Um Starting at one o'clock, where they we do our food, we serve our food, um, distribute clothes, um, we give out good learning tools and stuff for the community. We're trying to build community out there. So, um, yeah, you could you could donate. You know what I mean? Um, follow the follow the um the link is in the um the link tree and the Patreon and everything is in the um on 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 Instagram. If you look in the bio, so check that out. Um, also, there's uh, mutual aid every Friday in Washington Square Park, starting at five o'clock. Um, I think the summer hours is five to ten, but if not, then it's usually five to eight. It's usually five to eight. I know during the winter, but I think in the summer, I think they extend it, so it's usually five to ten during the summer. Um, and that's on Fridays. That's Washington Square Park mutual aid. And uh, you got anything you want to plug? No, not right now. I mean, I have another Instagram, unapologetically oh. underscore underscore a. I try to help people from my old neighborhoods that hit me up. You know, whether it's last minute money, you know, that they mm-hmm. need for whatever, or resources. Resources is a big thing. You know, any kind of resources. So if you can help in any way, even if it's not money, or even just sharing a post does a lot. Um, you can follow that Instagram. Um, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, make sure y'all do. Um, Ange does a lot of call out for people in need. 
And uh, yeah, we definitely need those to get boosted. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people reach out to her for um for things that they need, um, housing situations, all all the way around the board. And you know what I mean? We got to show what community is. Um, yes, that's it, right? So that's a wrap. All right, that's a wrap. First show. Uh. <laughs> Fire. Hey.